Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God presented to you by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor at the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now, get ready to be transformed by this message. Hallelujah. 
is an opportunity for someone who is busy and has not been involved in any activity. It is an opportunity for you to do something. That is why we don't have Sewing Sunday every Sunday. We want to have it seasonal. Amen. We want to have it seasonal. We want to make it special. Hallelujah. Anything that is seasonal is very special. We make preparations for seasonal things. Hallelujah. You see, what many churches do have is we have some form of evangelistic group. We have people who are committed to evangelism. We have even a ministry called Evangelistic Fellowship or Ministry, isn't that so? That we have a shepherd. And it is always about some particular people that go out to evangelize, visit people, call people, bring people, and so on and so forth. There are the same people that follow up people and do all kinds of things. Just give me a little volume. I feel like I'm, I'm shouting. Amen. But Stolen Sunday is different. When it comes to Stolen Sunday, we take this from the evangelistic group, so-called, and we make it a congregational, entire congregational opportunity. Hallelujah. Stolen Sunday is an outreach that involves every single person in the church. When everyone joins the outreach, when everyone puts a hand in the outreach, in the efforts that we are making, we see a different result. And we have seen it before. We have seen some before. That when we call it Swollen Sunday, and we make everyone play a role and a part in it, there is a different result. Yeah. Hallelujah. But we do not want to make it something that we are doing all the time. When you continue to do that, you make the people tired. Because Swollen Sunday requires effort. It needs work. It's an intense effort. We intentionally, we want to make it an intentional thing that we want the church to swell. Hallelujah. Isn't that good thing? Yeah. So Swollen Sunday is a Sunday where all the members gather and we, all, we come to one agreement that we are going to mobilize ourselves to win souls, to invite people, to pick up people, to drive people, to command people to come to church. More anything that you can do, more effort than the usual. Hallelujah. And we do this with a mindset, a mindset that we want the church to swell up. Hallelujah. Are you listening? So every few months, every few weeks, we want to have Sunday Sunday. We want to organize it and make it great. Make it grand. Hallelujah. Isn't that a good thing? Yes. Psalm 1 verse 3. It says, And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. In his season, his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Amen. So you will notice that fruits are not born all the time. 
When you see a tree, it doesn't bring forth fruit all the time. You can't find fruits on a tree all the time. There is a season, for instance, where mangoes are very cheap. Especially this time around. You see, when there is not a season, they are very expensive. But there comes a season where it is so cheap. In fact, if you don't buy them quickly, they get spoiled in the stores. And they reduce the prices, they make it 10 for 1, 5 for 1, so that people will buy them. Especially the non-organic stocks. Amen. Are you listening, but it tastes okay? You can enjoy it. But fruits are not born on trees all the time. Fruits come in seasons. The fruit of swollen Sunday, they come in season. Now, if the season comes, if the season of the fruits are coming, for instance, you like mangoes, and the season for mango trees, mango fruits are here and you are sleeping, by the time you wake up, it is gone. And then you are going to spend extra money to eat mangoes. So when the season of Swelling Sunday is here, it is easy. It is easy for you to get involved. It is easy for you to invite someone because we have made it a seasonal thing. We receive a special grace. Are you listening? You see, trees receive water. They receive the sun. And they are all in preparation for the season of the fruit-bearing time. They are all in the season. So when the season comes, you see the fruits. God is the one that adds the sun. He's the one that adds the water. And then the fruits come on the tree. So when the swollen Sunday is here, there is special grace. I tell you, you receive special grace to invite someone. You receive special grace to pick up someone. There is different boldness. Have you not seen that during Swollen Sunday you are able to bring certain people who would rather not come to church to church? It's because the season is here and the grace abounds. The grace abounds to anyone who wants to walk in the season. Anyone who wants to walk in the season. Amen. Amen. It is just you who doesn't like mangoes. But don't say that there are no mangoes in the store when the season is here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand what I'm saying with you. When the season is here, if you are willing, you will see that there is grace. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. So seasons are for us to flow in it. When the season is here, we need to just join ourselves in it and we are flowing. Amen. Amen. So we must accept every great effort. Every great effort. You see, the heart beats and the heart never gets tired because the heart gathers effort and beats and then it has a relaxation mode. Do you understand? So the heart has what we call a static mode where the pressure is high. <laughs> Are you listening? Where the pressure is high. So the muscles stretch, there's a, a maximum stretch of the heart. And it gets to a certain point and then it pushes. 
and then the blood flows. And when that blood flows, it reaches every part of the body. It reaches every part of the body. That is why we have two numbers for blood pressure. We have the number that pushes where the heart has its seasonal efforts, seasonal strength, to push maximum strength, maximum pressure to push the blood out. And then it has another low pressure where it relaxes. And then it's filling up. It's filling up. It's filling up. That is what we call the diastolic mode or the diastolic phase. That is what is the second pressure. So if your pressure that when the heart is supposed to relax, your number is high, it's not good. It's not good. That is why we look at those two numbers. When your heart is supposed to be in a relaxed mode and that pressure is high, it's not good. It means your heart is getting tired. It means that your heart is going to give up very soon. Because when the heart is supposed to relax, it's not relaxing. Do you understand that? Clap your, clap your hands for physiology, cardiology, class. Amen. So when we ask you what is your blood pressure, don't say it's 120. That is not the only number. So if your blood pressure is 120 over 110, it's not you. Are you listening? So we have relaxed. Since the last swollen Sunday, we have relaxed. And we have been filled up. Now we are going to put that strong force, strong systolic pressure, big systolic pressure, maximum pressure to push on the people to gather the people to church. Is it a good thing? That is how the heart works. And that is how come the heart never gets tired. So our swollen Sunday is seasonal. We do it, we relax, and now it's time again for us to pick up. So this International Sunday, we want to make it a swollen Sunday. Hallelujah. Is it a good thing? Why are you not laughing? It is a good thing. Now, why is swollen Sunday important? Why is it important? You see, the plan for God is to get his church filled. Okay. That is the plan for God. Are you listening? Okay. It's to get his church filled. Amen. Now, you, you and I will agree that the times that we are in, the enemy has worked on so many people. Amen. So many people. You know, it's not only in this church that there's so many people who are slain. The enemy is working very hard. Are you listening? You see, you may not know, but there is a reason why we gather. There's a reason why we gather and we continue to gather. There's a reason why the Bible says to not forsake the assembly or the gathering of the brethren together. There's a reason. And we have seen with our own eyes and this that when the time came where we weren't able to gather, the enemy was able to take many people away. Yeah. That's true. That's right. Including you. Oh, yes. 
growing up, not liking God, listening to all kinds of things, videos, kinds of counseling, and all kinds of things. Beloved, you will rise up to know that God is real and that a time is coming where you will see that serving God is the most important thing that you can do for I'm telling you. You will come to know. You will come to know. No whether you believe it or not, you will come to know. You will come to know. We are not ignorant people. We have been in this life for a while. Amen. Amen. So it is really useful on the Sunday now for us to take the people back for God. Hallelujah. Take the people back for God. And we receive divine grace to help us during this time. Hallelujah. Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 8. Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 8. Do you have the NIV? Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 8. It says, But do not forget this one thing. Are you listening? Oh, yes. Dear friends, do not forget this one thing. Dear friends, with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years. And a thousand years are like a day. Never forget that. Never forget that. That with the Lord, time is not the same. Time is not the same. So, time. You think that there's more time. With the Lord, time is not the same. The Bible says, with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years. So when we say that, oh, Jesus came and it's about 2,000 years ago and the world is still here and it has not come to him. With the Lord, it's like two days. Wow. With the Lord, it's like two days. Wow. Wow. He says, a day is like a thousand. Have you traveled and you have seen how the mountains are formed in layers? Have you seen that before? Or maybe you have gone hiking. You don't like hiking. You have gone hiking and you've seen how the mountains, if you look at the mountains, how they are laid. Layers, layers, layers. You see, they were not formed overnight. They were not formed overnight. They were for hundreds of years that they have been there and the Lord created them. And he knew what landscape he wanted. But they formed like that. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of them, some of the layers, they are just leaves and trees that go bad and just rot and then they solidify and become rocks. Sometimes animals that just die and layer upon layer, the mountains fall. Are you listening? And it's all the doing of the Lord. He said, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. Ask some understand slowness. I don't know how much you understand slowness. That 2,000 years, if you can the Lord, the Lord is too slow. He said, ask some understand slowness. He said, listen, he said, he is patient with you. Say he is patient with me. Then when you don't care about God, 
the way you don't care about the church, the way you don't care about the things of God, the way you don't value salvation, the Bible says he is patient with you, not that he's slow. He's patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Everyone to come to repentance. You know, yesterday we went for evangelism and how people reject God. How people reject God. And then you mention about Jesus Christ and the way they reject it. And then you look at the person and it's so sad. It's so sad. It's so sad. It's so sad. It says, by the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with the rock. The elements will be destroyed by fire. And the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. That means everything will come and appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. So God needs us. How many of you understand that God can just speak, appear in the heavens, and everyone, everyone that will hear his voice will give their life to Christ. If we were to hear the heavens open up and a voice come down, everyone here, including all of you who have said all kinds of things before, you bow your head and you bow your knees and you will receive Christ. Hallelujah. Isn't that so? Oh, yes. Because this world is not our place. Mm -hmm. This world is not our place. Mm -hmm. And the enemy has taken us captive. Hallelujah. Amen. Not that salvation, not that the preaching doesn't work, but the enemy has taken you yeah. captive. Hallelujah. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 3, chapter 4 and verse 3. Second Corinthians chapter 4 and verse number 3. It says, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. The gospel is hid to them that are lost. Verse 4. It says, In whom two others who are lost. So I am defying you to you if you are lost. If you are not saved, you are not born again, and you don't have value for salvation, I am telling you why. He says, in whom the God of this world, you know who the God of this world is? Yes. Oh, yes. The God of this world is Satan. He says, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ who is the image of God should shine unto them. Should shine unto them. The God of this world has blinded the eyes of people and they don't believe. They don't believe. But the day is coming. I tell you, the day is coming. The day is coming. This world will pass by and you will be amazed. The sad thing is that when it passes, there is no coming back. Repentance is today. 
So it is the God of this world who has blinded the minds of them that believe not. That is why we have to pray. That is why God needs the faith column. And we are the faith column here on earth. We are the ones that are going to intervene. We are the ones that are going to pray. Hallelujah. So we represent the faith column for God. Amen. God wants to save his people. Amen. Amen. So that is why we need Swollen Sunday. And so Swollen Sunday needs preparation. Hallelujah. Amen. Swollen Sunday needs preparation. We need to prepare. We need to prepare. We need to invite. Tell with me to Luke chapter 14. Luke chapter 14 and verse number 11. Luke chapter 14 and verse number 11. He says, I'll go to verse 13. He says, But when thou makest a feast, call the poor, the men, the lame, the blind. Call all these people. When you prepare a feast, feast represents the word of God. When we prepare a feast, when we make preparation of the gospel, God wants us to call everyone. These are people that are strangers. These are people that you will not invite. Hallelujah. Amen. So, in making the preparation in verse 16, go down to verse 16. It says, Then said he unto him, it is based on this, that Jesus told this story. He says, A certain man made a great supper. He made a great supper. He prepared a great supper. And he says, and made many. Swollen something when you want. And I tell you, we will read now, you will see why many were prepared. Or many were invited. When you make a preparation, you want to invite many people. You want to invite many people. He says, he made many. And then what happened? And sent his servants at supper time to say to them that were bidden, come for all things are now ready. That means there was a lot of preparation and he says that I am ready to receive the invitees. I am ready to receive my guests. And he begged many to come. He begged many to come. The next verse, and they all with one consent. This is why we have to invite many. This is why we have to invite every single person that we know, including the lame, the men, and the horse. This is the reason. Because people always will have reason. Do you remember what I shared with you? That the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not. So the enemy that we are dealing with, he has blinded the minds of many. Many people do not believe in the word of God. Many people do not believe in the existence of God. Amen. Amen. It says, and they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee, have me excuse. The next one said, I have bought five years of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excuse. The next one said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. Yes, yes. This one. 
Now, all these excuses, we can find people here who have part in all of these excuses. So there's preparation that ought to go in. We need to prepare. And in our preparation, as we can see here, this, with all the excuses, we have two parts of the preparation. The master, he sent the servant to go and invite them. Now, many people came up with excuses. Therefore, we have to rise up and pray. There is a spiritual part of the preparation and a physical part of it. The spiritual part is to pray against the excuses. Pray against the excuses. Pray against the grip of the enemy on the people. Amen. Amen. Don't take it lightly. Don't take it as simple as, oh, they just don't like to come to church. No. Oh, they just don't like coming. Oh, I've invited them and they are not coming. The God of this world has blinded the minds of them. Yesterday, I went on evangelism and I met this guy, you know, and as I was approaching the guy, myself, I was afraid. <laughs> the man has his heart like this, and the way he was walking, and he was coming. And I just greeted him. And then he stopped. Then he put his hand in his pocket like this. And I began to talk to him. I began to talk to him. And I asked him, do you know about Jesus Christ? He said, I, I, I know about him. So what do you know? Not much. I began to witness to him. And witness to him and talk to him. This man with his heart like that began to cry. He started crying. He started crying. Pouring out his heart. Pouring out his heart. And then he said, I don't know why I met you here. I don't know why, but I needed to meet you. You have no idea how people need the Lord. You have no idea how people need the Lord. People are walking around like that. They need the Lord. It's just the arrogance and the pride of man. That makes people feel like they don't need the Lord. That is why we need to pray. We need to pray and bind the devil. Bind the devil who has blinded the minds of such people. That walk by and ignore. Hallelujah. So we have a spiritual and a physical aspect. And we need to pray. Amen. We need to pray for the grace to live up. We need to pray as we are praying for the enemy to release these people. We are praying also for God to strengthen us to work. Amen. Amen. So the, the preparation involves a lot of prayers. Amen. And we want every one of you to be involved. We want each percenter to be involved. We want every percenter member to be involved. Hallelujah. We want every single person. It is You ought to be involved in Amen. Some of you ignore even Basenta meetings. We send you messages, we send you reminders, and you ignore it. 
Beloved, you will see. I said you will see that the most important thing in the world is serving God. Yeah. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Yeah. I don't get an intensive period. I see young and old. Come. You'll be amazed how life is. And one thing that I have seen is that every single person, when they are in a state like that, they need God. Every single one. Every single one. Even the ones who say they don't believe in God. When you are in a state like that, you will see that you need God. I've not seen one dying person that has brushed off the message about Christ. Not one. When you are done, you realize that there is nothing else in this world but you need God. I'm telling you. That is why in the two most important stages in our lives, we always invite the priest. The most important stages, actually three, three most important stages in man's life. When you are born, you need a priest. When you are getting married, and the transition when you are a young person grown into adult, when you are getting married, you need a priest. And when you die, whether they go to church or they don't go to church, you see the family looking for a priest. Because God is real. I tell you, don't be deceived. Amen. Amen. So we need prayers and we need to work. First Corinthians 15 and verse 10. First Corinthians 15 and verse 10. It says, But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. So we need to labor. For Swollen Sunday to be effective, we need to labor. We need to work. We need to call people. We need to make intentional efforts to call people. We need to pick up people on our phone list and begin to call them. Begin to send them messages on their IG. Begin to send them all the handles. You'll be filled with messages. You don't know handles. I told you already. We are filled them, stop them with invitation. Call people. Send them messages. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, people need the Lord. There was another guy that I met yesterday. I'm telling you, people need the Lord. People need the Lord. He says we work hard. We have to work hard. Swollen Sunday is an opportunity for us to work hard. Every single one of us. We want everyone's participation. It will never be a Swollen Sunday if you are not involved. And you have to understand that we are one body. Are you listening to me? We are one body. Now, when every part of the body is working, the body works well. Have you not realized that? When every part of the body is developing, it develops well. When one part of the body develops more than the other, it's a problem. 
When one part of the body is swollen, we see a problem. When we see that your liver has taken control and wants to leave and your liver is growing out of proportion, there is a problem. Even the brain that you think is very important, if it begins to swell up, there is a problem. You will die. So we want every part of the body to be involved. We want to swell up all around. Not just the choir alone swelling up, not just dancing stars swelling up, not just ashes alone, not just the preaching alone, but we want everyone's effort, every single member. We want a uniform swelling all over. All around. Hallelujah. Is it a good thing? Yes. Life is short, and if we therefore have the opportunity, let us take it. Amen. Amen. So, I said number one, what is an involvement or the preparation? What do we need? Prayers. And then hard work. Physical work. Physical effort. If you are called upon to do something, do it. We want that day to beautify the church. We want the church to be beautiful. If you are invited, we want you to be a part of the um, health ministry to do this. To be a part of um, welcome ministry, be prepared. We want people who have beautiful smiles, people who have pleasant behavior and character and patience to welcome people. Amen. No one must be left behind. And no one should upset himself. It's September 18, and we want everyone of you to be here. Otherwise, you will not care about the lost. 
Amen. So, and not all to go in, in preparation. And then, finally, we want, in a physical aspect, we want each basenta to target, to double their number. Is it a good thing? Every basenta will have an intention to double their number. That means at basenta meetings, we are going to stress on this. If there are certain of you in the basenta, we want to be, we want you to be 14, at least, minimum. So if your placenta is seven people and three of them are somewhere, it means that you have to work to make up for those three people who are somewhere. It means that no one should be somewhere in a placenta. It is one Sunday. It is a city. So why would you be somewhere this time? We want maximum participation. We want everyone to be involved. Hallelujah. I said we want everyone to be involved. We want everyone to invite someone. Amen. Brad, Jamie, you have friends. Invite them. Jude, Casey, invite your friends. Bring them. Bring them to church. Tell them I want you to come to church with me. Amen. I want you to come to church with me. Alan, you have classmates. You have friends. Invite them to church. Bring them on Swollen Sunday. Young people, you can bring two, three each. Each one of you. Amen. Now, some of you, I know, some of you, your friends live very far away. If they are willing, give them rice and bring them to church. Tell them my parents will come and pick you up. And bring them to church. And if they are too far and it's impossible, say for instance your car is full or something like that, then we have the Zoom option. But don't offer Zoom yet. Yeah. We want Swollen Sunday. Yeah. Isn't that so? Oh, yeah. Swollen Sunday. We want in person. In person Hallelujah. So these are the preparations we are making. And then we are also going to increase in the publicity. Increase the publicity. Publish it everywhere. Our flyer is coming out. Is it ready? Almost. It's coming out. And we want to send it everywhere. There are so many things that you post on your on your hand. But this time, this is one great thing. Also share. Amen. And then finally, we want quality food also. We want quality food. Amen. We want quality food. Oh, I thought somebody was going to ask for quality food. We want quality food, so please, if you don't know how to cook, go on the internet, learn something nice, cook something nice, and bring it. So again, every every percentage should double. Hallelujah. And I believe God is going to bless us. You are. God is going to bless us. God is going to add to us. God is going to increase us. God is going to reward us. God is going to reward our efforts. God is going to give us the anointing for this great work. In the name of Jesus. Clap your hands.
with this powerful message. 
Come worship with us at the Kodesh Family Church, located at 1810 Randall Avenue, Bronx, New York, at 2 p.m. every Sunday. God bless you.